Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Lift Her Up podcast. I am your host, Latrice. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me on today. I just got to give a quick shout out to all of my newest listeners and subscribers to the channel. I feel so blessed that you guys have decided to take this journey with me. Um, I do not take it lightly. I know behind every single listener and subscriber is a person with a face and a body and a soul. And I don't take it lightly. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me. I'm very grateful. And it is always my prayer that you guys leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and encouraged. So thank you again for subscribing if it is your first time listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I love being on this this platform and this podcast because it connects me to more people like you. I love learning more about you all and I love for you guys to learn more about me and just who I am as a person and share some of my personal stories, you know, um, things that I've just been dealing with and just life overall and give different revelations that the Lord has has given me. So I've really been really been enjoying this journey thus far, right? So for those of you who do not know, I have been in the process of writing my first book. Kudos to me. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, publishing this, this first book and it's, it's been a process. I've been writing it for a, a little while, a long while, actually over a year. I was procrastinating a little bit, but we can talk about that on a different episode. Okay. <laughs> but I was procrastinating on it a bit, but it is finally done with the written part. And, um, it's, it's been through editing a couple times. So now I'm working on, you know, the, the cover and the formatting or which I like to call like the packaging, you know, the um, really it's like the, the gift wrapping, you know, because packaging matters. OK, that is a very important thing. Um, but the process has taught me so much about really myself and about what it takes to turn our dreams into reality and um, the different hurdles that we have to face in order for our dreams to actually manifest and for them to come to fruition. So I really wanted this episode to be about different hurdles that we may face when we have to tackle our dreams and share a personal story related back to me and in the process of writing this book, because we are bound to experience some sort of hurdles as we try to conquer and chase our dreams, right? So just to tell y'all a little background, um, my book, it's it's not something that's very long, I should say, um, but it is, it's heavy, it's heavy in a different way. <laughs> in, in content, it's heavy, but in length, it's, it's shorter than the average like novel. Um, but I was looking for an editor and I thought I didn't know any, but uh, by the grace of God, I still kept some contacts from this writing group that I had been in. So I reached out to her because I knew that she had um, an editorial business. So I'm like, okay, hey, sis, you know, like I really want to um, get this book published and edited and 
I I want you to to be the editor because at this point you're the only person that I know, <laughs> you know, in this this process and whatnot. And I've never done any of this before, so all of it is very much new to me. Um, and of course, you know, she helped me out and we had a couple meetings and, you know, the book is done with editing now. So it all turned out great. But, um, in our initial conversation, when I was telling her about my book and explaining the content, what it's about, the context, um, I also told her how many chapters I have and how long the book is in like word doc form. Right. And she pretty much told me, not pretty much, she did. She was like, oh, well, that's not long enough, you know, like maybe that could be in an ebook or just like, you know, like a PDF or something, but that's not long enough. So I'm telling this story you know, far more, far removed from it than <laughs> the average person. But I got to pause there. I do feel comfortable sharing this story though, because like I said, my book has been edited and I love my editor, you know, like she is a sister in Christ, you know, like I love her, all the things and whatnot. Um, this is not a shaming story, but this is only to help us, help us to examine and to learn and to benefit um, from this type of experience, because you just never know what somebody else is dealing with on the side of, of your critique, you know? So, um, like I said, I feel comfortable. I just had to say that not a shaming. It's just a example, a way for us to take what we learned, what we've experienced so we can improve later on. Um, but in that conversation, I, I shut that down <laughs> immediately after she commented that to me, uh, because I'm like, oh, no, girl, like, this is how long the book is, <laughs> you know, like, this is what the Lord gave me. I'm like, it's it's going to be a book, like, cover which way I'm going to put it out. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a book. It's going to be a book. Full length. All, that's that's what I have like it doesn't matter if it's ebook paperback I would make it a hardback book like it whatever the vision is I have for it that that's the book okay so um like I said I shut it down in the moment but it did make me think about Latrice a few years ago who probably wouldn't have been as confident in her dream and her desires that that God had placed in her heart to actually speak out about that um before years ago, I probably would have retreated a bit and been like, man, like what I have produced is not good enough, you know, for, for, um, for releasing, for publishing, I would have weighted her, her comment, her statement so heavily that it would have like shut me down completely with my dream it would just like shut me in to where I wouldn't have produced what I knew God had told me to produce. Right. So this brings me back to the whole dream situation. There are many of us who have been shut down by people because we haven't been the proper stewards over over our dreams or um, we get intimidated by others when they tell us we have to tweak things and to change things um, when it's really not the case. So I share this story um, just to just to give some pointers about what I've learned in regards to chasing our God ordained dreams, 
what that means for us and what we have to do in order to protect our dreams, in order to protect ourselves, our hearts, um, to do what, what God has, has told us to do. Right. So the first thing I want to say is, um, in terms of dreams and when we share them with people, we have to be careful, um, who we share it with and, and how we share it with them. We have to, we have to remain truthful in what God has told us to do. So when God gives you the dream, he gives it to you. He don't give it to nobody else. So other people can hear about your dream. They can learn about it and all the things, but only you who has been given to can actually have the vision for it, you know? And if you wanted to give it to somebody else then he would have, but he gave it to you. So it's up to us to steward it properly. And we have to be unwavering about our dreams when we have them and we cannot make amendments to them. So that's the next thing. We cannot try to teeter with the dreams that God has given us. We cannot amend them to our friends, our family, to the world, to culture, whatever, not even to ourselves. Like we cannot make amendments to a dream that God has given us. Only allow room, only allow room for God to to make amendments to your plans and to your dreams. That is going to save you so much heartache and so much back and forth in the long run because we're steady listening to other people about how our dream is supposed to look. In the end, it's not going to be anything near what God told us to do originally and in the first place. Okay. That's the second thing. Thirdly, we have to be able to discern when, when, and who to invite into our dream. So not everyone is going to understand what your dream is and not everyone is called to even understand it or help you build it. But the great thing about God is that he will put the right people there in the right time to help you accomplish and fulfill your dream and his vision for you. But at the same time, you have to be discerning because the enemy will also send people that try to distract you and that try to, like we said before, like tinker with your dream to to destroy it or to, to alter it in a way that's unrecognizable to the plan of God. All right. And in my case, it wasn't that my editor was being used by the enemy. I'm not going to say that. Um but in some instances you have to people have to see your vision like they have to see it in a way that makes them see God in it if that makes sense so sometimes it has to be like fleshed out a little bit more concretely in order for them to to be a believer in in what God has given you and sometimes you have to show them your work and they have to see God in your work or you have to reiterate your vision and your dream to them over and over and over again until it it finally clicks. And I keep saying belief because it's really a belief issue. It's like, OK, I, they see what you're saying, but they don't believe that it can really come to fruition because um, standards, worldly standards tell them that it's not possible. Maybe they're just 
they're thinking about things in a in an alternative way that that you are. So my editor, she was thinking about things on a professional level, you know, in the professional realm. But to me, Latrice, I'm like, this is not just a professional project, like project. This is this is a spiritual component. So sometimes we have to put our spiritual eyes on things in order for in order for it to make sense. Right. So I was reading I was reading the book of John and the same way in John, I think it's John nine, where Jesus healed the blind man. He healed the blind man so that God's power could be displayed through the the works, through the miracle. Right. He did that so that people around could see the displayed power of God. And that's the same way when we have these dreams and visions, it's a belief Thing. When we put it to work and when people see it and they actually they, they can actually like imagine it, then that changes the belief system of those who are around us and have to, to aid in in the, the functioning and the reality of our dreams. And in the end, this this goes true for me in the end. Um, like after I told my editor, I was like, yeah, this is, this is the book. This is it all, whatever, you know, she (laughs) went about and we did business and everything. Right. And at the end, she even said how much it helped her to become a better person, like how she loved my book. And I'm just so grateful, you know, glory be to God. But, um, that was a way for God to like demonstrate his power through my writing. Like, yo, like you thought this was short, but this was actually powerful and it actually helped change you. What you thought was something else actually turned for, for the better. So um, imagine if I would have held on to that thought of my book, not being good enough of it, not being long enough, you know, then I would have just been sitting on it still after well after a year, how long would I have just kept like writing and procrastinating and everything, even though I know that God told me this is good. This is enough right here. Like this is your service to me. You need to go ahead and and release this book, release this content. Like just imagine that. Then she wouldn't have had the experience of having a heart change in her life from reading my book. So that's just that's just that's just an example with that. Um, but again, sometimes the belief has to be revealed over time. God has to display your dream to people over time and over time they'll, they'll reveal it. Like in my case, because once they see that it's God ordained and that he's breathed on it, then it has to come to pass. Absolutely. It has to come to pass. And lastly, in regards to protecting and preserving our dreams, I hope we hear this because we have to know if someone is kind enough and loving enough, excited enough to share their dreams with us, to invite us into their, to partake in their dreams, whatever it is, um, we have to be able to handle it with a certain level of care. And we have to be very careful when, when we're in somebody else's dream territory, you know, and we have to be careful if we, when we allow people into our dream territory. So a small surface comment to one person may weigh on the, on the mind of, of the dreamer. Right. And, and it might distort their vision 
for it. It might distort the, the mind of the visionary. So we have to be clear when someone enters our dream territory, um, what we're expecting of them and, and, and what we're trying to receive from them because not all feedback requires suggestions. Like not all of it requires a critique. Um, some of it just requires your, your expertise for that moment. So like I needed a editor. I did not ask for, um, comments about the length of my book. So we should be talking syntax and grammatical errors, you know, and um, what am I supposed to italicize and bold? And what is this section supposed to say? Really, this should be about strengthening the the content that I'm creating. So when you ask someone, when you invite someone into your dream, they should be adding to it, but they should not be trying to negate you. They should not be trying to go over your head to try to ruin and distort the dream. It should enhance your dream if, if nothing else. Okay. And we have to respectfully learn just how to stay, stay in our lanes because you just, you just never know where a person is. And some people are more sensitive than others. And some people spiritually, you know, it's just a lot of things going on mentally, emotionally, like life. If someone has has shared their dream with you, then you have to be cognizant and, and be careful with that because these aren't things to to take lightly. Sometimes people have dreams that have been stored in their hearts for for decades and decades and decades, years and years and years. And just one comment can can crumble it all. A God ordained dream could die in a person just because we're not handling it with care. But we also as visionaries have to learn how to preserve our dream and how to protect it and protect our heart along with it. Right. And I don't want any of you to change your dream to try to fit the narrative of your mom, your brother, your family, your dad your pastor, like your friends, the world, don't try to change the narrative for anyone else but God, okay? Leave leave the amendments to the Lord, period. And as creative people, we're known to be <laughs> kind of sensitive about our artwork, about our work, um, and sometimes it's to our detriment, but it's rightfully so because we spend so much time and effort, sweat, tears into into creating and producing what, what we do. And the amount of battles that we have to face trying to get our ideas from our heads to really understanding it in our hearts, then conveying that to our hands and then putting it to work in the earth, like in a land, like producing it. So from like conception into, into birth, like people would not understand the process that it is for many of us. So just keep that in mind. Do not amend your dream just because other people don't understand it. If God gave it to you, then it's golden and it's sure. And you need to believe in him and believe in yourself because he gave you the dream. He believed in you enough to give it to you and he will give you everything that you need in order to fulfill it. Okay. So remember to preserve your heart and to protect your dream at all costs. All right. That's all I wanted to share with you guys today. 
Thank you again for tuning in to the Lift Her Up podcast. Y'all make sure y'all listen, that you subscribe, that you share with a friend, and please leave a review, okay? And until next time, y'all stay encouraged.